0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Well now, well now, well now. It is Saturday. Happy, happy Saturday. The long-awaited weekend is finally here. Yes! (laughs) Oh my goodness me! So, what have you got planned for Saturday? Anything exciting? Anything adventurous? Ooh. Well, um, me, we are going to Wales today. Um, and we're going to spend the night in Wales, and we're going to see our friends in, um. Amaze plays uh, soft play centre, um, and yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So, if you are in Wales today, come and see us, come and join us at Amaze plays soft play centre in Cardiff. Um, so, there you go, it's the best, best play centre ever absolutely ever and my friends run it um and they are a beautiful lovely couple uh so go and say hi to them and say sarah said hi (laughs) um but if you come today uh later on this afternoon we will be there uh so you'll be able to see us too um, and probably tomorrow morning, um, who knows, we're just going to be there and have fun. Um, so come and join us. Why don't you? Amaze Plays Play Centre in Cardiff. So if you look it up, Google it and you will know exactly where it is. And we're all going to have good fun. Um, there's a cafe there. There's somewhere that you can just have a chat. <gasps> Oh, and then you can let your kids run riot. There's all sorts of lovely rooms there, all different ones. There's a uh, like a supermarket, there's a um, building centre, a little building thing, um, there's a uh, little fire engines. Oh, it's perfect. My kids love it. So, there you go. That's what we're going to do today. Um, so, we'll be leaving shortly. But first of all, We'll do today's episode, shall we? Um, So tomorrow we'll be coming to you from Wales. Welsh Wales. Um, Right, so today's riddle, well, yesterday's riddle, the answer to yesterday's riddle, um, well, the riddle was, how can you leave a room with two legs and return with six? How do you grow those extra legs? while you're out of the room well you don't do you you carry a chair back in the chair has four legs you have two making six so there you go bit of a cheaty one isn't it really um now i have a riddle from ariana um And you sent this in and it's although i am dark i die at night and i come again in the morning light what am i well now hmm what could that be um and she also gave me a fun fact um that dogs can't spit hmm interesting um so thank you very much for those um the riddle and the fun fact ariana and i'm sorry that you're a little bit sad at the moment because you're um because of your goldfish sparky um so cheer up i'm sending hugs across to you big hugs um and cheer up please uh so Just a big hi and a big um, hug for you. Okay. Anyway, what else? So that's the the riddle for the day. Um, I have got some fun facts about lions. I've got quite a few fun facts about lions. Okay. So, okay. Lions are big cats that live in the wilds of the African grasslands as well as in a small area of India. They were once much more widespread, roaming across all of Africa, the Middle East, Southern Europe and North America. But habitat loss and conflict with humans has massively reduced their range. So, big cats. Lions are one of the largest and most fearsome cats on the planet, rivaled in size only by their cousin, the tiger. Male lions are larger than females at up to two metres long, plus another metre of tail. Wow. And weighing over 200 kilograms. Like our domestic cats, lions have love a good nap. They usually spend around 20 hours a day resting. I know somebody that could possibly be a cat then. <laughs> Hunting, eating and so- socialising with family and friends just takes up a few hours, usually at the start and the end of each day. Lions are apex predators which means they are right at the top of the food chain with no natural predators themselves except people so no animal hunts lions for food how weird is that they mainly prey on large animals like wildebeest zebra buffalo gemsbok deer and giraffe, oh, they hunt by carefully stalking their prey to get as close as possible before leaping out of cover for the kill, a bit like domestic cats do with mice or birds, unfortunately. (laughs) So cubs are born with a rosette pattern on their coats, which fades as they get older. Because this helps them stay camouflaged in the long grass. How clever is that? Male lions usually have a magnificent furry mane around their neck. These shaggy neck warmers are thought to have evolved as a way of showing off to females how fit and healthy they are. <laughs> Maybe that's like men with beards. They're showing off how fit and healthy they are. (laughs) The colour of the fur in the mane reflects how healthy the lion is, with a darker mane being linked to a better health and a longer life. How weird is that? I did not know that. Unlike many cats, lions are very sociable and communicate with each other through grooming, body language and roaring the loudest roars can be heard 8 kilometers away wow and are used to warn other lions away from their territory the top speed recorded for a lion was 74 kilometers an hour they can only run this fast for a few seconds, so need to be close to their prey before starting the chase. Hmm. And most lions live in groups of around 15 individuals called a pride, with male and female adults as well as cubs living and hunting together. Male lions often spend years as nomads roaming alone or in pairs before finding a pride to join didn't know that so here's a joke a lion joke what does a lion call his barber his main man (laughs) of course Um, but we do have a true or untrue Um, So it's a question and you've got to guess whether it's true or untrue. Okay. so male lions do most of the hunting for the pride. Is that true or untrue? Well, we will find out tomorrow when we find out the answer to um, today's riddle, which, as you know, was supplied by Ariana. So... Um, I asked yesterday, what was your weirdest dream? Okay, so at the moment, I've only had a couple of answers. Mia, you said that the strangest dream you had was about a monkey eating leaves with tadpoles on. Ooh, mm. wow, that is a bit of a strange one, isn't it? wonder why it's got tadpoles why would you eat tadpoles I don't know um and you also said that you'd like to learn German out of because I asked what languages you would like to learn if any um so Mia you would like to learn German um that is what my daughter is start just starting to learn now German um she's gone through her French so (laughs) um and Isabella you would like to learn Italian and Isabella is, well, it sounds quite like an Italian name, really, doesn't it? Isabella <laughs> just sounds Italian. So maybe you've got a little bit of Italian in you with everything else. What do you think? And Bella, if you would, if you shorten it to Bella, that means beautiful. Um, So there you go. Beautiful, Bella. Um And you said that you would, um, the day that you would make up, I like your day, I have to say. I could do with this day. International have a bubble bath, eat ice cream and drink smoothie day. That sounds awesome. I mean, who would not go for that day? Just sounds perfect, doesn't it? Having a bubble bath, eating ice cream and drinking smoothies. What flavour of smoothies? I would go for orange and mango or or banana and strawberry. What about you? What is your favourite flavour of smoothie? Mm -hmm. That's the question that I am going to ask today. Smoothie flavour. So what other day is it today, apart from being Saturday and apart from being the 5th of August? Well, it's National Mustard Day. Who likes mustard? I must say I'm not a big fan of mustard. I don't like it. Um, I know some people put it on hot dogs or they'll put it on the side of their plate so they can dip sausages into it or food into it. Um... I put it I put dry mustard powder into uh if I'm making um oh what's it called toad in the hole so it's like a big big batter with sausages in it but I make the batter kind of mustardy flavor because that just gives it that extra pep it does is nice then um and I also have done mustard mash So I don't mind putting it into things to make it flavoursome, but I don't like it on its own. So there you go. Um, National work like a dog day. Uh, So all those people who work very, very hard. It's your day today. Um, National oyster day. I've never tasted oysters. Let me know if you've tasted oysters. I am not, it's not something that I've ever wanted to taste. Um, they look, oh, do you know what, they look really snotty. And I am not sure who looked at an oyster, was the first person to look at an oyster and think, ooh, that snotty mess looks so yummy. I must try it. Um, I'm really not sure who who thought of it, but whoever did, they haven't convinced me that um, it tastes any nicer than it looks. <laughs> it's Blogger Day, so any bloggers out there? Um, oh, it's sandcastle day. I love building sandcastles putting little flags on them, putting little stones and shells to decorate them. Love building sandcastles. Unfortunately, all the beaches round by ours are stony. They've just got pebbles on. They've only got just a little tiny bit of sand underneath the pebbles, but nothing that you can make a sandcastle with, unfortunately. So, But there is a beach in Wales. So... Maybe we can go there and build a sandcastle today. Um, And lastly, it is National Underwear Day. So you've got to parade around in your underwear. Hmm. Make sure it's clean. My mum always used to say to me, make sure you've always got on clean and nice looking underwear because if you ever have an accident and they have to take you to hospital and... Get your clothes off to give you an operation or something. You do not want to have dirty underwear. <laughs> I'm not sure that the the doctors and the nurses at the hospital will, you know, judge me on what my underwear is like. Um, but just in case, I've always worn nice underwear. <laughs> but unfortunately, because I'm going out today. I can't just parade around in my underwear, I'm afraid. Um, But if you're not going out, why not? Why not indeed? Um, So I'm going to do a couple of uh, sporty fun facts. Because uh, we haven't finished those yet. So uh, let's find out. Uh, Here we are. So at the Sea Life Aquarium in Oberhausen, Germany, Paul the Octopus, I remember this, predicted the outcome of all Germany's matches in the 2010 World Cup. Paul had to select muscles from boxes draped in the colours of the two teams about to play. He even correctly chose Spain as the World Cup winner. How awesome is that? I mean come on. Um and at a cricket match in Tasmania play had to be stopped <laughs> when camels from a nearby circus charged onto the pitch not once but four times. <laughs> And during the World Cup quarter-final between England and Brazil in 1962, a stray dog ran onto the pitch. England's striker Jimmy Greaves caught the dog and carried him off the pitch to huge cheers from the crowd. <laughs> and at the Olympics opening ceremonies, Doves used to be released as a symbol of peace, until 1988, when some of the birds perched on the edge of the Olympic, Olympic cauldron and got roasted. Oh my goodness me! Well, that's not nice, is it? Fancy that. So there you go. All the fun facts. Um of the day so let's have a look check i haven't missed anything no i haven't missed anything oh the story (laughs) no i hadn't really forgotten about that um i i i i where are we we are going to do the tales of toyland and we're going to read the next chapter tiptoe and jolly give a party so one two three four 4. So here goes. Tiptoe and Jolly give a party. Tiptoe and Jolly lived happily in Jolly Cottage together. They had a family of wooden soldiers living in a house on one side of them and a clockwork clown on the other. They liked the clown very much because he did such funny things. He didn't walk down the hill to the town as Tiptoe and Jolly did. He went head over heels as fast as anything. It was great fun to watch him. When Tiptoe saw him coming out of his little house, she would call to Jolly at once. Oh, Jolly, Jolly, do come quickly. The clown is just going shopping. Then they would both stand at the window and watch the clown going head over heels down the hill to do his shopping. Then they would both stand at the window and watch the clown going Oh, sorry. Once Jolly tried to do it, but he didn't look where he was going and landed in the pond. Tiptoe had to take all his clothes and dry them by the fire. He sat in his pyjamas until they were dry. The wooden soldiers used to march down the hill in a straight line to do their shopping. It was quite fun to watch them too. The captain was very strict with them and if any soldier got out of line he would shout at him very fiercely and wave his sword. Tiptoe, I think we ought to give a party, said Jolly one day. We ought to get to know everyone, it would be fun. Let's ask the clown and the soldiers to start with. Oh yes, said Tiptoe. And let's ask Mr To-and-Fro. I love the way he wobbles about. Now, Mr To-and-Fro was a funny man with no legs. He got about by wobbling to and fro. He always boasted that nobody could knock him down. And Jolly always longed to try, but didn't quite like to. Oh, and we'll ask the big toy duck that quacks so politely every time we meet him, said Jolly. And what about the bunny with the pink ribbon? Oh, he's really rather a dear. Yes, he lives in a little tree house with a doll called Josie and a clockwork mouse called Click, said Tiptoe. We'll ask them all. So Jolly got some invitation cards and wrote them to the wooden soldiers, the clockwork clown, Mr and Fro, the toy duck, And Josie Click and Bun. Tiptoe went out to leave them at the houses. She felt quite excited and important. Oh, it was simply lovely to be giving a party. We'll give them egg sandwiches because everybody likes those, said Jolly. Oh, and creamy milk, said Tiptoe. And I'll make some buns with cherries on the top. My little stove will cook them beautifully. When the day of the party came, Tiptoe went to pick some flowers for her vases. Then she put on an apron and made three dishes of little buns with cherries on top. They did look nice. The guests were coming at four o'clock and do you know, at half past three, when Tiptoe wanted to make the egg sandwiches and pour creamy milk into her little blue cups, she found that the eggs and the milk hadn't come. Jolly, she cried, where are the eggs and the milk? Didn't you get them? Of course not, said Jolly, I thought you were going to get them. Oh, goodness, now what are we to do? You must hurry to the shops and buy some quickly, said Tiptoe. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Our first party and we've only got cherry buns. Tiptoe, it's Wednesday and the shops are shut, said Jolly in a very small voice, his wide smile almost gone from his face. Oh, dear. "'Jolly, what in the world are we to do?' cried Tiptoe. She went to the window and looked out to see if any of her guests were coming. "'Yes, there was Mr To-and-Fro wobbling to and fro up the hill.' She ran to meet him. Oh, Mr To-and-Fro, I'm so pleased to see you, but it's going to be a dreadful party because the eggs haven't come for the egg sandwiches and the milk hasn't come for you all to drink. Whatever can we do? Oh, dear me, said Mr To-and-Fro, standing quite straight and looking upset. That's really very serious. You must have sandwiches at a party. And of course your guests must have something to drink. Oh, let me think. I'm good at thinking, so just let me think. Tiptoe stood still and let Mr To-and-Fro think hard. He began to wobble a little and then he smiled all around his funny wooden head. Oh, Dear little Tiptoe, I've such a good idea. You know the farm on the other side of the hill? Well, a very nice cow lives there called Mrs. Buttercup. Oh, a very charming cow with the most beautiful manners. And a fine, fat little red hen lives there too with her friends. They're called Mrs. Cluck, Mrs. Cackle and Mrs. Squawk. "'Now what about asking them to the party? "'If you do, they are sure to offer you milk and eggs.' (gasps) "'Oh, what a marvellous idea!' cried Tiptoe in delight. "'Mr To-and-Fro do go and ask them for me. "'I've seen them so often and I like them very much. "'I'd have asked them to my party, "'but I didn't somehow think of asking a cow and hens.' "'Mr To-and-Fro wobbled off over the hill.' He came back soon with Mrs. Buttercup, the pretty wooden cow, and the three toy hens, all most excited and pleased. Mrs. Buttercup had put a blue ribbon around her neck and a little bell that tinkled as she walked, and the hens had pink ribbons around their waists. Mrs. Cluck put, her, put out her foot and shook hands with Tiptoe and Jolly. It's so kind of us, of you to ask us to your party, she clucked. Mr Do and Fro tells us that you haven't got any eggs or milk. Well, we shall each of us be very pleased to lay you an egg and Mrs Buttercup can give you plenty of milk. How kind of you, cried Tiptoe, delighted. Do go into the kitchen and lay your eggs there. Then I can boil them quickly and make my sandwiches. And Mrs Buttercup... Jolly could milk you if you don't mind standing still where you are. Well, in a short time, there were three eggs on the woolly rug in front of the fire. And Jolly brought in a can of frothy warm milk from kind Mrs Buttercup. In a trice, the blue cups were filled and tiptoe cut four plates of egg sandwiches. The party was ready to begin. All the other guests arrived in a bunch. The wooden soldiers saluted Tiptoe in rather a grand manner. The clockwork clown bowed very low and then went head over heels around the kitchen. The toy duck, whose name was Quack, opened his beak and quacked so excitedly that Tiptoe could barely understand what he said. Chosey, Click and Bun shook hands and smiled all round. They always loved a party. They all ate a very good tea and everyone told Mrs Cluck, Mrs Cackle and Mrs Squawk that the egg in the egg sandwiches was the most delicious they had ever tasted. And when Jolly said that the milk was the creamiest he had ever had in his life, Mrs Buttercup blushed red all over with delight. Instead of being a red and white cow, she suddenly looked a red cow. (laughs) And everyone stared at her in surprise. But she soon went back to being red and white again. They played a lot of fine games. One game was trying to push Mr To-and-Fro over. Everyone had a turn. "'If anyone pushes me right over on the ground so that I have to stay there, "'I will give them a penny,' said Mr To-and-Fro. "'So you should have seen the soldiers pushing him with all their might.' "'But,' he only wobbled to-and-fro, to-and-fro, "'because, you see, he had a heavy weight at the bottom of him, "'so he couldn't possibly fall over, even if he wanted to.' He had to go to sleep standing up at night because he couldn't even lay down. Then the soldiers did some splendid marching up and down and round about and everybody clapped. Then they all played Hunt the Thimble and suddenly the thimble was lost. It had been put on Quack's yellow beak and he had sneezed and swallowed the thimble. I'm dreadfully, dreadfully sorry, he quacked. Oh dear, now I've got the hiccups. Do pardon me. But nobody minded that because in the middle of a hiccup the thimble came back. Quack was so glad. It's been a lovely party, said Josie at last. We're so glad you came to Toyland, Tiptoe and Jolly. Do come and see us sometime. Please excuse us if we go now, but Click is yawning, and as he's only a baby mouse, I must take him home to bed. Then one by one everyone went. Mrs Buttercup, her thanks, and said that she would always be pleased to let Tiptoe and Jolly have milk at any time. Mr To and Fro wobbled so quickly down the hill that he nearly, nearly went into the pond. The soldiers saluted and went home. The clockwork clown said he would stay behind and help to clear up. Quack kissed Tiptoe with his big yellow beak and went off happily with the three cackling hens. What a marvellous party, said Tiptoe, beginning to wash up. It's so nice to think we've made friends with such a lot of people. I'll dry the dishes for you, said the clockwork clown. Jolly, you'd better sweep up the bits on the carpet. And I say, what about you coming and having supper with me? I've got a nice big chocolate cake and some coffee. Well, that was a nice lovely end to a nice lovely day. The clockwork clown took them back to his cottage and they ate chocolate cake and drank coffee until they were too sleepy to talk. Then they said good night and went back to Jolly Cottage. They snuggled into bed and tucked themselves up well. I'm so glad we came to toyland said tiptoe sleepily <gasps> so am I said jolly let's talk about our party tiptoe but they couldn't because they were both fast asleep oh my goodness that sounded like a lovely party didn't it um do you when you play gay oh when you have Party or go to a party, do you play games or do you just have music and dance? Or um, what do you do at parties? I like the ones where you play games. Um, we used to play lots of games when I was a child. We used to um, play Pin the Tail on the Donkey and Blind Man's Buff and musical chairs and musical statues pass the parcel. Do any of those still get played now? I really don't know. Um, we play them at our house, but do anybody else play them? Let me know. <laughs> anyway, that is today's episode and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the story. Um, We... Oh, I have to go because I've got to get ready and sorted and then sort the kids out so that we can go to Wales. Yay. And tomorrow I will come to you from Welsh Wales. Will I be speaking Welsh? Probably not. (laughs) Who knows, though? Don't forget. Come and see us. If you are in Cardiff or in Wales, come to Cardiff and see us. Um, We will be at the Amaze Plays Play Centre. So that's Amaze as in A-M-A-Z-E, Plays as in P-L-A-Y-Z. And come along and have some fun. And don't forget to say hi. Um, Anyway, I will see you all again tomorrow. Make sure that you take care and stay safe. Okay. And um, yeah, I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.